0: Ladies and gentlemen, trans and non-binary punks of all ages and denominations, welcome back to another episode of Not Just a Phase. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for being here on this crazy planet we call Earth. If you're new here, welcome. We're online at notjustaphase.net, and we're on Instagram at worldwide. and Elias just took over our Twitter account. That's at capital NJAP worldwide, and there's a whole lot of nonsense on there as well. So check all that out, please. So today we're talking with Jacob from Burial Etiquette. They are the guitarist and vocalist for the band, which came ripping onto the scene in about 2018. Uh, I believe that's when their first release was. They are a three-piece screamo band from Thunder Bay, Ontario, which if you're wondering is just outside of the Toronto location. So I feel some type of hometown pride knowing that they're locals to my area. And their style of Screamo features a blend of mostly dual vocals from Jacob and Ophelia. Their other member Ryan does vocals as well. But Jacob and Ophelia's vocals just complete each other uh, alongside their alluring instrumentals that just hypnotize you and make you feel all warm and fuzzy, like a like a sedative almost. It's it's such a massive sound that they produce overall. It's it's almost impossible to believe that it's coming from a three piece so welcome to the show today jacob how are you feeling today
1: i'm feeling really good thank you that was really kind of you
0: i don't know like i said thanks for joining us um so for listeners i guess i already did the whole name and what role you play but uh if you want to do that that'd be great
1: yeah um i'm jacob hanley i play guitar and do vocals in burial etiquette um and I love this podcast, so <laughs> I knew the question that was coming.
0: Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, um, you're a long time listener, so I super, super appreciate that. And we've been planning to do this for quite some time as well, right?
1: Yeah, when we met at New Friends Fest, it was like, let's, let's do this. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was crazy, especially because you're like, yeah. hey, you, you do not just a phase, and I was like, I do. Weird. People yeah. know That that was that was wild for me. <laughs>
1: honestly here in like Thunder Bay, where it feels like so kind of isolated from a lot of the screamo community and it's kind of online where we reach out like right same it was like your podcast and you know Edie's podcast and it's just like such a great way to like just overhear cool conversations about like stuff you're interested in right
0: I hear you I hear you like I'm all only in Grimsby but um you know, if I have to, if I want to go to a show, I got to go Hamilton or St. Catharines or you know yeah. Waterloo, Toronto, shit like that. So like I'm a, I'm kind of far out from that stuff as well. Um, like you said, it's kind of isolated. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have like a whole lot going on in Thunder Bay. We do. It's like,
1: um, it's a really cool local scene. It's a, the population is like a hundred thousand, but it's a really big city, so it's kind of spread out. And so the shows are pretty much all, like, multi-genre Bills, where, like, you'll never have two of the same kind of specific style of music playing the same show.
0: I like that, though. I I miss mixed Bills.
1: Yeah, it's a cool pacing, like, having, like, an acoustic opener, and then maybe, like, a grindcore thing, and then, like, a, a stoner doom band, and then, like, we come in or something like that. Like, it's, it's a
0: nice mix. Nice, nice. And you'd mentioned, obviously, you'd listen to this podcast for a while now. So, again, super appreciate that. Um, yeah. Is there any other podcasts you're listening to in your free time? Ooh, actually, like,
1: at work, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts if I'm not listening to music. And so, like, I have a couple different ones, like, this one, Everything Remade, and Ronin. Matt must listen are like my main music ones um I really like uh video game like old culty video game analysis ones like watch out for fireballs and retrograde amnesia but um if I'm ever like watching in a like in a phase where I'm watching a ton of weird movies, I'll listen to this one called the projection booth where they'll like totally break down the movie like themes and all and they have like the reach to get people like involved with the films to do like interviews just, like script writers and actors and stuff so it's a really cool like after you finish the movie you just want to like think about it like for the next couple of days you just put that on
0: <laughs> a, a ton <laughs> that's crazy okay see I, I don't listen to podcasts like rarely I, I do yeah. uh... I'm going to interview that band or if I'm like kind of like into them, I'll do it occasionally, but it's just wild that people listen to podcasts. It always blows my mind. So uh, yeah. Anyone who's, who's listening. Thanks.
1: I think (laughs) it's like maybe existential dread of like wanting to like be consuming something I'm interested at all times. Otherwise I get like depressed.
0: (laughs) That's a good way to think of it. I just don't know if I can like, I have a hard time paying attention to podcasts. That's that's totally fair you know
1: sometimes i'll just put it on for like ambient noise too to kind of like oh do the dishes okay. or something and then tune in when i do just nice. like instead of silence right
0: <laughs> right y'all god don't leave me alone with my own thoughts please yeah
1: <laughs> and if it and it's like just a like taking a break for music so that when i come back to it like i feel it strong. Mm. yeah like I a palate you. cleanser almost
0: i got you i hear you yeah yeah so outside of uh podcasts i guess you kind of already touched on um retro gaming but oh w- yeah <laughs> what's what's like occupying your free time What what passions and hobbies outside of your your music
1: um i love to like read um books like specifically i'm really into like uh like fantasy novels and like weird short stories i like find out about on wikipedia or like um I like, like I mentioned, I like to watch like movies. Like I just recently got the Criterion Collection with my partner and we've been going through and watching a lot of like um, really cool ones that we've had on our radar for a while. What is that? Criterion, Criterion Collection. It's like yeah. a streaming service, kind of like Netflix. But as far as I know, like they're the archivists of like a lot of these old kind of cult classic, like almost like preservation. And they they kind of, like I think they have some of the original movies or versions of these movies. And then they just like, they upload them to a streaming service. So it's a lot of like artsy and like avant-garde experimental stuff, um, which isn't for everyone.
0: Like film buff type of films? Like you're not watching movies, you're watching films, right? Okay.
1: Yeah, it's like a a film buff thing. (laughs) I oh guess. okay. Okay. Way it's too cool, fancy though. for me.
0: That's cool though. <laughs> yeah. Right on. So you mentioned that um your your local scenes like uh usually a lot of mixed bills out there. Yes. Is there specific bands or venues out there you want to shout out or talk about? Like
1: yeah, um we did like uh oh, it's really sad actually. Our favorite venue uh venue via Apollo closed. Like um During during COVID. It was really of course. Of course. I'm sorry. Because oh, it's okay. Um, they were were really wonderful people. They were the the venue in town that would like offer bands a place to stay, you know, give them food, kind of like show them around a bit, like that kind of hospitality like thing. Um, and they were the ones connected with all the cool like DIY bands. Um, because a lot of people skip through Thunder Bay. So like having that bar that like gave people the I don't know like you're not just getting paid like a hundred bucks and kicked out the door right so there's a little more incentive and um but like we haven't really gotten the same amount of touring bands although at Black Pirates Pub we did get um a few really cool bands like Hexus and uh, Sun Eater. And um Io, who's like an incredible drummer, played at my house.
0: Yeah. That's cool. I've never I've never seen any bands out in Thunder Bay. I've never been to those venues. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's funny that you said people just kind of skip over Thunder Bay. Um yeah. bands usually just skip over Canada in general. Like just, That's
1: true. <laughs> if so, something we're like comes to Toronto. <laughs> we're,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know when a band is coming to Toronto, like a big band or from like anywhere even if it's just from Chicago like we'll go sell out that show because we're so excited to see any band that isn't local, right? Yeah. That's just too funny. Yeah, they don't come to Thunder Bay, right? (laughs) It's
1: wild that like Toronto is like a 16 hour drive from here. You know, like even though we're in the same province, like it feels like the other side of the world sometimes.
0: I should only be an hour away from Toronto and it's like an hour to get to Toronto if the traffic's good and then an hour to get in to toronto so oh, right yeah <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs>
1: yeah i experienced that a few times it was
0: intense i'm not yeah. used to it absolute madness so were, were you um were you or any of the other members in previous bands or, or is there any side projects that any of your members are currently in
1: oh yeah um well right now there's um both ryan and ophelia have side projects ophelia it uh, makes like electronic ambient music under Opheliac for fans of like Boards of Canada, Aphex Twin, um, that kind of thing. It's really good. Um, Ryan's uh released a classical like chamber music album under the name of Liat Kynes, which is a Dune reference and it's really cool. <laughs> and you should check them both out. Um, I might before that. Like Ryan and I have been playing in bands together since like we were 12. Uh, uh, we basically just like taught each other how to play by like just sucking around each other until we both got a bit better. Um, so we formed like <laughs> I'd say you're bands pretty throughout good. high school. <laughs> 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 Thanks. <laughs> um yeah, we just formed a bunch of bands throughout high school and um someone would leave. Uh, they weren't really as I guess interested in it. But Ryan and I would just reform a new band with someone else. And then um, yeah. And then Opheliac joined Barrel etiquette. And it feels like the perfect like incarnation of like everything we always have, like, like the dynamic is right.
0: That's awesome. A lot of musical history with you and Ryan and uh, chemistry there with the writing, then obviously.
1: Yeah, totally. Um it's like I don't know, you just start to read you start to read each other's minds you know ophelia too it's like no one even has to say anything sometimes if you're just jamming it just happens um the song is called promise it was released on the cube split along five other really great bands um by Zegamo beach records and then left hand label and you're listening to barrel etiquette on not just a phase.
0: I was gonna ask, like, what's the um what's the writing process like? Cause obviously you just mentioned you and Ryan have had some some like years together writing. What's right. it like now writing like the writing process for burial etiquette?
1: It's always like um it's always been like very collaborative. Like it's been a mix of me bringing an idea in and us like working it out together or like something kind of just happening on the spot because I like to record a lot of our jams either on my phone or like because we record everything in our in our jam space at my house so we kind of have access to like just archiving things and then we'll go back and listen to something it's like oh that was really good and we can use that or sometimes like um I'll just come in with fully prepared songs and we'll figure it out together that way too
0: Nice. I, I'm jealous you have all that, that access to that jam room. That's crazy. It's really nice. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting beside my like drum set right now. <laughs>
1: oh, man, it's a good awesome. way to just like, even if it's not like a band practice, like I can just like come home from work and just like mentally check out from that completely and just like start working on this.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. You just walk right in there and just start going at it. Yeah. Um. Shit, what was I gonna ask now? Um, we're just talking about the writing process, right? Right, 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 right. So, I jumped around all these questions. Oh, Oh, well, I guess I could
1: mention that we all are are, we all write lyrics too. Like, um, sometimes it's a very involved process and we write them together, and other times we'll just discuss a like a a concept or a theme and then come back with all our parts and kind of see how we could fit them together.
0: Nice, nice. So what what band are you guys listening to right now that you don't think is getting enough attention? Oh, okay.
1: There's a couple that I've really been really into. Um Treehouse of Horror? Yes. They're so good. Um yes. that song See You Next Tuesday. I literally listened to it like seven times in a row because it's just oh, I love the intro so much and it like this like the structure of the song is like I don't know it's just so beautifully written. Um,
0: they're Toronto too, right?
1: Yeah, I think they're like GTA for sure. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, but I, um,
0: I thought it was GTA. I saw on a flyer and I was like, oh, sick. Yeah, they're relatively new and around here, they're awesome.
1: Shot by a demon on Instagram posted a video of them playing, and I like instantly like just went and listened to them, and I was obsessed. They're really good.
0: yeah yeah for Um, sure what else you got on the list there
1: uh uh, spilt silk oh wait is that split silk (laughs) um they're really good um it's um it's a really great like uh i've seen it posted on facebook as like for fans of like unwound and Roden, which are two of my absolute favorites and so i instantly checked it out and yeah they're really good I think it just got released to streaming services today, too.
0: Hmm, I'll have to check that out. <clears throat> Are they, like, Screamo, or...?
1: Yeah, kind of like Screamo, but um, kind of, I guess, with, like, a also, like, a late 90s kind of post-hardcore vibe of, okay. like, lots of spoken word and kind of, like, somber, hypnotic, like feedback driven like parts that kind of just like uh build up into this like really intense screamo kind of
0: part sick all right well i'm sold i'll check that out after the podcast that's cool <laughs> yeah so let's talk about your guys new stuff here um the split you just did with miss is amazing yes. oh thank you so much yeah we're gonna play some tracks off that um but yeah, amazing, um, super melodic, crazy good, crazy good. I've listened to both sides. I don't know how many times since it came out. Like what, three weeks ago, maybe a month now. Yeah. And um, was it just was it just CBR that put that out? Is there another label that released that?
1: Um, yeah, it was just Tomb Tree that did tapes.
0: Oh, Tomb Tree did it. Right, right, right. Underneath the yeah. CBR branch. Gotcha. And
1: then Larry mentioned possibly doing like uh last. Laugh- cut too oh yeah at some point in the future Uh, no promises but that would be
0: cool (laughs) that would be cool that would be cool yeah so yeah cop tapes at tomb tree if you haven't yet because it is an awesome split um such a cool dynamic too with you guys and and miss wendels like oh yes uh i love enzo
1: um like we we've been like online friends for like years now like we just really liked each other's bands and then started talking and sharing music back and forth. And it's like, um, we'll like sometimes send each other demos like, Hey, this is what I'm working on. What do you think? You know, that type of like,
0: Oh, nice. Um,
1: you'll, you'll let the other person in on what you're working on before you're ready to like put it out there. And right. Right. Like, so like, this has been like, um, a long time coming. Really, I think, really happy we could do it.
0: I'm thinking that might have might have helped with the blend too, because I thought when I first heard the announcement, I was like, "That's a, that's a like two bands completely different," which yeah. sometimes is really cool on a split, but sometimes like it just sounds kind of like they just kind of slapped them together. Mm-hmm. But your like your music flowed so well with the, the other side, like it all blended like one album. It was so cool.
1: Oh, so, that's really cool. I'm hey, wondering if that happened
0: because you're, you're both listening to each other's work so much. Like, did you know what each other's tracks were going to be like?
1: Um, yeah. Like, I kind nice, of... Nice. I explained that, like, I guess it was kind of interesting. Like, this is the only bur- Burial release without any, like, distortion
0: on any of the songs. And, yeah, much more melodic. I-, I loved it. I Like, the cleaner, speaking... warmer, everything. Just, it was awesome.
1: Oh, thank you. It's not like we're not doing distortion anymore. It's just for this specific release we were kind of really into the idea of like a sense of like newfound clarity and of like going forward with like i don't know like a renewed energy and like um like we we still write a lot of heavier stuff it's just that we wanted i don't know it's hard to put into words without it sounding weird <laughs>
0: It'll Um, be good for sets though. Like you'll have like some softer stuff to like slow down with and chill out with and then pick back up, right? Get that dynamic. But I'm all for it, man. Like more, more clean distort, like no distortion, whatever. Like all about that. That was so cool. Thank you so much. What the hell was it? Oh, yeah. So you guys mix and mastered your side of the split. Did Enzo mix and master his own side, I'm assuming? (laughs)
1: oh yeah so we record all our stuff ourselves and right um mix it um enzo gave some notes on mixing and mastered the whole thing together and uh oh nice okay yeah and they uh mixed in their whole side too i think they recorded all their stuff too
0: yeah i thought enzo um did their own recording for his so i i didn't um I didn't know if the mixing mastering was done separately or what what the case was there. So,
1: oh Enzo does everything.
0: Yeah, nice. They're great. Yeah, I, I remember um, interviewing them, and everything was just so so DIY. It was ridiculous. Yeah, explaining the process there. So you, you're all in the same boat as well for that then. Oh, totally. So presumably somebody did the artwork either on uh, your band or Miss Swenjel's. How did the artwork come around then?
1: Yeah, um, Enzo made the art. Nice, okay. Yeah.
0: So is there any shows booked for the near future coming up with this new release? So um, I can maybe get out and hear this live.
1: Yeah. Um we are kind of like uh neck deep We're in recording right now. Um we have for new like- jams? yeah um nice sorry we have another split already like mastered and that's coming out on oliver glenn but really putting the finishing touches on like our full length that we've been like working on for a really long time Um, i was gonna ask when's the full length (laughs) like we're like halfway done the second one that's how (laughs) that's
0: so much material you're sitting on
1: yeah um, but like so, two
0: full lengths and a split are just kind of sitting around waiting to get out,
1: and like we're trying to do more stuff too. Like I can't really talk release dates because we're just talking. No, of but yeah, yeah. Every, every time we um we get together, we just have so many ideas, and we just want to do it all. And it's like, okay, we need to pace ourselves, but <laughs> <laughs> we're just excited, right?
0: <laughs> no, I'm I'm very excited now to hear that. That's crazy. Uh, no idea on release dates for even this um this this uh next split or ep would you say was a split coming up um yeah it's a four
1: way split actually
0: four I'm way really... on, on Oliver Glenn?
1: Yeah Oliver Glenn I'm really Very cool. excited to get to work with them they do a lot of really cool stuff they um, do hmm and I, I imagine like uh definitely this year sometime soon
0: well I'd hope so <laughs> yeah <laughs> I Are guess you? I'm <laughs> like
1: I just I guess I don't want to say I don't know
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. favorite um show or i don't know if you've done any little tours yet with the band but you got a favorite memory like live moment
1: oh yeah um we did like one like real tour where um we booked shows to on the way to toronto to go see new friends fest because we all wanted to to go right um we played like uh with a lot of really cool bands carloff actually kind of set us up like um
0: nice nate's little road to, to new friends fest yeah uh yeah, and we became really like cool
1: we became really tight with them and they let us stay in their basement and, and just like watch a bunch of weird movies and um it was really cool like that was our first like big like tour and it was, they were just so hospitable and it was wonderful and then we got like asked to play New Friends Fest because a band dropped out, and we had like all our amps and guitars and gear and everything, so we're like, yeah, let's do it.
0: <laughs> I um, was, I was gonna say actually my favorite memory, only time we've met, um, you got thrown up on the stage to do uh, guest vocals for for Closer.
1: Oh yes,
0: Thank I love gotcha. Closer. <laughs> so just like yeah they're like uh their uh, vocalist's like uh, who knows the words and someone just like literally threw you on the stage
1: yeah again came up behind me and whispered like now is your time i just saw, like i, just, I like... just
0: saw arms put you onto the stage you were
1: like oh yeah. okay
0: i guess i'm doing this <laughs>
1: so sick. Well, it, it's funny because like when i first kind of like found like this community like the screamo like online forums and stuff like Closer was one of the first bands I found through Middleman Records and like they I don't know it's like a lot of these bands like I, that I got to like see um, you know were ones that I was listening to that like made me want to I don't know dedicate my life to this you know like it's so inspirational to me and I know every single word off like that album so like <laughs> I was definitely ready.
0: Oh, yeah. No, you killed it. Absolute rock star moment. You killed oh, it. Thank you. The, the vocals were great. It was awesome. Especially um, with their vocalist doing, like, the backups and everything. It was, it was just so cool. Oh, yeah. I love Ryan's voice. Yeah, that was so cool. Um, so I didn't ask earlier, how did how did you get into punk rock, and how did that, like, how that pipeline lead you to, towards Screamo?
1: Right. Um, like, I guess I got into more, like, experimental underground stuff uh from when I did my high school co-op at like a local record store called new day records and the guy who owned it and like he was the only person that worked there his name was will he kind of took me under his wing and showed me like a lot of like incredible bands that I s- still like I love to this day like unwound or like drive like yahoo pin back um A lot of really cool stuff and then i would like listen to that stuff at home and i kind of got like recommended like you know funeral diner the wicked and like seisha and city of caterpillar and like datro a lot of that like early stuff and that was um just so eye-opening like it was I I guess like when I was younger and first learning how to play guitar and stuff I was like I really loved bands like Radiohead but I also really loved bands like Electric Wizard and more grimy kind of like dark um stuff and my I couldn't figure out how to like combine it because I'm like oh do I have to pick a side like and then I was just introduced to this music at this record store of like you don't like you, there are no rules. You could do whatever you want. You know, you could scream over like only clean guitars or like um it doesn't necessarily have to be an aggressive thing either. It could be like a thing of anguish or longing and that was just like really eye-opening.
0: So we were talking about um, the new friend's best experience of me meeting you and you getting thrown on the stage to do closer um, vocals. So you've done that. Is there like any band that you haven't played with yet? Presumably quite a few, but is there like a certain couple that you'd really love to share the stage with? As burial etiquette. Oh yes. Um, assuming closer being one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're really. I love them. Um,
1: I would love to play with Coma Regalia um they mean so much to me they're such a great band and yeah um there are honestly a ton of bands that i would love to play with
0: yeah i assume Um, that list is just massive
1: yeah (laughs) that's that's how we feel right like Mm -hmm. we're we're like six hours at least from any like major city um or anything with like shows
0: happening so it's
1: Ew. completely local. um,
0: Yeah. That's got to be rough. So you're like the only screamo band in Thunder Bay then?
1: We're, we are like the Thunder Bay only screamo band.
0: <laughs> Your following must be massive.
1: That's <laughs> uh, humble. Everyone, everyone's yeah. just like friends, I feel. um, Because you kind of got to like stick together to make things work.
0: Oh, I assume your your local scene is just extremely tight knit. That's what I meant by like the following must be massive. It must be like everybody who is into punk like knows of the band, right? Because it's got to be yeah. like a pretty small scene for that, right? Totally. <laughs> um, what band? Since like everyone's doing it, what band haven't hasn't? Sorry, what band hasn't done a reunion show yet that you would love to see?
1: Ooh.
0: um, damn.
1: Maybe funeral diner? That would be sick.
0: Ooh, um, yeah. It's getting tougher think... and tougher to answer that question. I know. <laughs> I, was <laughs> I was like, gonna say, like you've read the questions, you've heard the show, you knew this was coming.
1: <laughs> um, I know. Like a lot of my favorite bands that I thought would never reunite are reuniting. Like, um, City of Caterpillar released that album seisha is playing shows like unwound is reuniting um it's really cool like i i'm bummed i can't go see any of it but
0: it's really cool oh same <laughs> yeah so tragic <laughs> everything being so far away or like having to go to the oh, stage totally. to see like any band is is painful
1: i i have to yeah that's but... a whole thing
0: for any international listeners come to Canada we'd really appreciate it please come to Thunder Bay <laughs> oh, no 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 go to Toronto it's closer to me <laughs> <laughs> come anywhere to Ontario though that'd be great <laughs> um yeah so, so we talked about how you first got into punk uh, and how it kind of how you got into screamo and everything um from when you first got into like punk scenes uh, until now what are some of the changes you you've seen within the community
1: um it's actually been really wonderful. I've seen more like gender non-conforming people at shows and stuff like that. Um, And it's, it's been really cool, like to have um. because there kind of was like, I guess, like a problem with like more of the hardcore bands, like people would be like recklessly like intense when moshing and stuff and just kind of like swing their arms around like hitting people and it was pretty rough for a while but like it's not like that anymore and i don't know it's just less like male aggression vibes and it's a lot better
0: well i assure you that does still happen at at strictly hardcore shows but uh, yeah. I know I know what you mean. Everyone's become a lot more open and accepting, and uh, if you know there is spots to stand where you're not gonna get hit. Which exactly. Nice, which that's never a, really that's used what I, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> is
1: that like you're not in danger just by going to a show?
0: Right. Yeah. I can I yeah. can see what you mean. And even the um the male aggression and and hardcore shows in general have have tamed down quite a bit from when I was a kid and people were literally throwing chairs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's
1: it's specifically just a few select people, but like, mm-hmm. once they were gone, the problem was gone.
0: <laughs> well, there is still that atmosphere too, right? Like, if you go to a certain type of bill to see a certain type of you know type of hardcore bands, you're like, all right, well, this is going to be this is going to be stupid and ignorant, right? Like, you know what you're getting into. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, not not so much within the uh, the screamo emo and DIY scene, all the punk stuff around. Totally. Um i kind of feel like i already know this question but uh if you could do a guest vocal feature spot for any band who would you be picking oh (laughs) um it's not closer
1: like i wanted to say that but i'm like (laughs) is that cheating (laughs) well that's why i said i already
0: feel like i know so yeah you have to pick something else now sorry
1: (laughs) okay um that's too easy yeah that's too easy I don't know. I'll, I'll just say circle takes the square because I love the like call and response back and forth dynamic. And I'd love to nice. just try and keep up with them. You know what I mean? Like they're so intense.
0: That would be, be very fun. cool. It would be fun. That would be cool. Well, you know, the show, um, which I appreciate. So, you know, it's uh time that I get a couple stupid questions out of the way. Yes. Um, <laughs> genuinely very no. curious with these <laughs> genuinely very curious what your answers are for these right um most illegal or dangerous thing that you've ever done in your life
1: oh right um i'm not like i guess okay like and, <laughs> um, i'm
0: shocked already
1: <laughs> yeah. um and like at the end of high school ryan and our, our friend Simon Murchy, like I guess, like we were drinking wine and then we like climbed the school and there were like cops that came and they were trying to like chase us. So we had to like hop a fence and our school, um right beside our school was um an abandoned psychiatric facility. And on the hey. other side was a youth jail. <laughs>
0: Oh what? That is the weirdest and, setup. Wow. Yeah.
1: And then like a lake on the other side. So that's not
0: a good location for a lake. <laughs> a youth jail, an abandoned psychiatric facility and a high school. Just throw a lake in there.
1: And the like the path to Ryan's house was through the like backfield, uh, past the psychiatric facility. And we were just like, it's like this giant field with like really like tall grass and like narrow like tree pathways like at certain points and we were just like hiding in the grass and like we would see their lights like flickering through um yeah and then um yeah i guess like i'm not a super like illegal person like maybe (laughs) i'll like steal i'll steal from walmart or something but like something small yeah right Um, I'm pretty tame i guess
0: did you guys get caught by the police yes we got no caught way. and or
1: ryan and i got caught simon didn't and um they gave us the lecture and then dropped ryan and i off at uh his house
0: <laughs> did the parents freak out you didn't get like a fine or nothing like trespassing no, or anything?
1: it was just kind of like a slap on the wrist or whatever but um yeah.
0: Were you like, underage? I assume.
1: Yeah. It was like, I think it was like right up, like the summer after high school. Right. We were just kind of like hanging out. So, no, it was, no, it was grade 11 going into 12. Never mind.
0: So, this abandoned psychiatric ward, it's haunted, right?
1: The LPH. <laughs> they, they took me there in my anthropology class and they like, they showed us the, um, like the chairs where they would, um, no, like do, shock therapy and no like that. and then yeah no I'm that's serious. fucked up
0: they're showing high school kids that like <laughs> i don't know i guess you've seen worse like we do have the internet but that's still kind of fucked
1: yeah no it was interesting um it, it was it was cool uh, but it's, it's not haunted that's <laughs> oh uh it, it uh it might be you know like probably
0: Well, if it's abandoned, I just assume the lore would be that it's haunted, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, like uh, Halloween fairy tale.
0: Right. People go break in there and say they heard noises and saw stuff and whatever.
1: It was, like, uh, repurposed, I think. Um, Like, there wasn't anything official going on there, but,
0: yeah. Just a little shock therapy here and there, no big deal. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Not <laughs> <laughs> nothing like really was going on, on there, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, judging by your your last answer here, I I normally say assuming you're not a pacifist when I start this question, but I'm I'm actually I actually think you might be, but I'm I'm gonna ask anyways. You know, you've heard the show, but um, and assuming you're not a pacifist, or if you weren't, if is there anyone like that you would just love to punch in the face as hard as you can? with no repercussions?
1: Oof. Um, I'm definitely, like, not, I guess, a pacifist. Like, if someone were to punch a Nazi, I wouldn't be like, you're as bad as the Nazi kind of thing, you know? Right. Um, but, like, I actually thought about this question because I know this podcast. I'm like, I feel like I don't really want to punch anybody. But then at work, <laughs> I used to put on I used to have
0: but then hang worked. on
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this I used to have control of the aux cord at work and I would put on like pin back or like something that's like generally appropriate but like still good. Um but like the cord was like put into like an FM thing and uh locked away and on the Aerosmith channel. So it's literally just <laughs> Aerosmith from morning till night. No. And I'm like and I'm like, I hate Steven Tyler. <laughs> like he's he, not only is he a creep, but like Is he? Just, he? I didn't know that. Yeah, he wrote in his book, like admitting it or something. Like I haven't read it, but like I just I know he's a total creep. Um I bet it's a good book. And book. it's and he's it's just always in my ear. And I'm like, oh, I think I would punch Steven Tyler. <laughs> well, that's a
0: huge mouth to punch.
1: Yeah. That's
0: massive.
1: Definitely <laughs> break my hand.
0: Yeah, you <laughs> wouldn't stand a chance. You'd lose an arm. That's like that's like <laughs> the biggest mouth in music. It's huge. It would just like <laughs> swallow me up, like <laughs> it takes it takes your whole body. That's just how you die. That's it. It would make oh, sense no.
1: if he was like some type of mythical creature. <laughs> You, you it is
0: It is an unhumanly large mouth. <laughs> and, and and I do like some Aerosmith songs, like a couple, but, but there's no way I could listen to like more than, I don't know, maybe two, three songs back to back. That would be it for at least a half a year. So I feel awful. Right <laughs> yeah, that's, that's enough. That. <laughs> so it's just stuck on it, like.
1: it. It was for a while. Like I asked him to change it and he <laughs> did but it was like a, it was something that had to be brought up you know
0: why does that like, have to be brought up who's just okay with aerosmith for days i don't know well, it's so what's your up. what's your favorite aerosmith song
1: oh god see like after learning he was a creep it just recontextualized all his songs to me where i'm like oh i don't even it just feels icky i don't know <laughs> I like my mom loves Aerosmith, so like back in the day, like I used to love the song "Crying" when I was like eleven. Like I thought it was great, but yeah,
0: I used to really like Aerosmith when I was a kid too. I'd probably have to say like "Back in the Saddle," good jam. Yeah, (laughs) good jam. In the Saddle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. That's I haven't thought of Aerosmith in so long. Wow. Um. Well, speaking of cringy music. Right. What do you listen to that could be considered a guilty pleasure, either to yourself or others? Because not everyone uh, stands by the viewpoint of of what's cringy or what's a guilty pleasure. But you right, get the
1: idea. Um, I definitely listen to like a like a bunch of different kinds of music. Um, and I try. I guess I try and pull something from everything. I like to find out what I like about a certain thing um but i guess like i guess i like some like hyper pop stuff like sophie um that could be considered cringy or like um i don't know just like a bunch of like weird 90s like i i love the song torn i think that song's great um a face springs eternal kind of does like um i can't
0: get into that no no um oh god no i can't i can't it's not for me i'm not gonna uh, i'm not gonna bash i will it. say that's
1: totally fair um most of it i'd say it's kind of like anime where like 90 for 90 of it like isn't for me but like i can find what i like about it because he does more like acoustic stuff where there's, like, I remember seeing, like, a What's In My Bag video where he talked about the band Eric's Trip, Love Tara, this album that, like, I love so much. It's uh, super incredible. They're a band from Moncton, and they do, like, low. they're kind of like the microphones. Um, they actually inspired the microphones a lot. Um, just really homey, warm, lo-fi Like self-recorded, like noisy punk, in the vein of like Dinosaur Jr. and Sonic Youth, but like with like a really like acoustic and experimental edge to it. So it just kind of like made me like, oh, maybe there is something in this that I can like, and it's not as I guess obnoxious as a lot of like something that,
0: yeah, that's fair enough. No, like no electronic or anything uh
1: oh oh definitely a lot i didn't i guess i didn't think of that um because i i
0: assumed that you I love some
1: electronic i just had that feeling i love like boards of canada i love um apex twin Tecker is one of my favorites uh burial untrue like i really i really got um into a lot of that stuff i um i have a bunch of their records too. It's just it's a different kind of music, but I find that mm. some of this stuff has a, a lot in common, I guess, with like I don't know. Like there's like lots of like spacey, like post rock kind of buildups and like ethereal ambient sections and stuff. I guess it's just like like a mood piece kind of vibe. But right.
0: yeah. Mm. Yeah, not, nothing I could ever get into, but uh, everyone's got their own thing, so it's always it's I'm always curious what people are listening to, like outside of the punk spectrum, right?
1: Oh, I guess like a lot of um, Worlds and Girlfriend would be another. Um, they're like an artist from Japan that like just manipulates all these weird sounds, but it sounds like speed running a Studio Ghibli film. Like it's kind of got like a chip tuny vibe to it too. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, they're really good. Um, a lot of video game soundtracks and, like, um, like, Silent Hill and Nier. Nier is, like, an incredible soundtrack. I guess I listen to a lot of, like,
0: yeah. (laughs) I was gonna say, this list is massive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a massive cringe list, like,
0: (laughs) No, it's sick, though. I... It's it's good that people listen to everything, right? Mm-hmm. So we're jumping back to Screamo. You've done some really cool splits in your career so far. I mean, Cube was an absolutely wild six-way split. And obviously your recent split with Misueno is being just absolutely magical as well. What would you consider to be your favorite Screamo split of all time?
1: Ooh. Okay, yes. Um... I honestly, I have so many. Um, probably like one of my favorite records is the Funeral Diner Ampere split. Like the the one with I Was the Sword on it. It's like such a beautiful record. And um, like, I just love the way the lyrics are imprinted on it and kind of like blended into the art. And the record has like this etching on one side of it that's just really cool but like also the daytral rain one i got that new repress like i couldn't resist um i actually got in yeah yeah, i got into the poet because um alex from the apollo the venue i mentioned earlier um they were having like a like a yard sale after everything was over and they uh he gave me this book by yeah he gave me this book by arthur well it's okay um Arthur Rimbaud or Rimbaud okay. um like a french poet from the 1800s and he had a poem called the drunken boat and i realized that the the detro song the second song um is in reference to this poem that like i just kind of received so it made me kind of like especially want to own it and just kind of like combine the two experiences um
0: that's cool that you just happened upon it like that
1: yeah because i'm like the drunken boat that's so familiar how do i know that um and then it was detro i didn't immediately pick up on it because it's in french but when you just like right like i would just like google translate the like international screamo bands and like oh i i want to get the gist at least if not
0: the the exact. Mm. Did you not um, have to learn French in high school? Oh yeah. um I didn't retain any of it either, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't Is that retain. where we're going with that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like I, I passed with like a fifty-one. They're like, okay, just, just you know, get them out of here.
1: Yeah, my teacher passed me because, like, I was nice. I just couldn't learn French. Oh God,
0: me either. Couldn't do it.
1: I actually find language like super interesting too um yes same i love like like I, f- I find that really cool with like different movies too um it's just like like different words oh, i'm not gonna go into it sorry
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, just no, no d- different words like meaning meaning different things in, in different just, languages
1: yeah just the or like almost the other way around where it's like um language kind of like can shape thought sometimes and it's like if you have different words for things or they mean slightly different things sometimes one with more like an analytical connotation and another one more emotional or nostalgic and like just the like i find it interesting Um, I,
0: i think I know what you mean like it can change the entire thought yeah depending on what words are being used totally if that makes so, any like, sense.
1: Yeah, abstractly I think it's really cool. I just, you know, I um my attention span is very all over the place.
0: <laughs> Preach. <laughs> yeah. Well, since we're getting uh, a little bit deeper here, what's um you know, if you could give the whole world a gift, what would it be? Doesn't have to okay. be a material possession, but I have a feeling you've already thought this one out.
1: I actually Okay, so I knew this one was coming, and then I listened to the Massanera episode, and you listened to that whole up, thing. What was yeah, I did.
0: <laughs> it's a crazy what was episode. brought up was
1: <laughs> like basic income and like healthcare to like everyone. I'm like, oh my god, that would actually like I heard that, and I was like, oh, if only, right? Like, I don't think there's a better answer than that.
0: I completely agree. I don't think there's a better answer either. Just like a perfect I'm stealing it. Reset. You, well, it's it's a perfect answer. It's it's like everyone's yeah. on the same playing field. Finally, Literally. no gods, no clods would be. It would just be crazy. It's oh, a great totally. answer.
1: More like social programs too. You know, to people with like less money or.
0: That is a great answer. Yeah, that is a great add-on.
1: Those access three things. To,
0: counseling like Mm -hmm. oh god so many things yep (laughs) basic income basic housing and basic access to to more mental health resources more community outreach sources would i think would solve
1: well a lot
0: not everything but
1: yeah absolutely
0: be a great start what's coming up for the band this year you got like um not for the band this year, sorry. What, what, what's the next big goal you want to accomplish? Is there a certain venue or, or festival you, you've always dreamed of playing or any sort of milestone you want to accomplish for the future of the band?
1: Yes. Um, I guess, like, we, like, the most important thing has always been, like, personal expression and making meaningful connections with people like, through this love of weird punk music, right? And it's this, like, sense of belonging and purpose that, like, I don't get from my regular day job. Um, just, like, doing splits these international, like, bands is, like, the coolest thing because it's, like, a way for us to connect with people in a way we can't necessarily do as much here. Uh, we played New Friends Fest, and that was a dream come true. I'd love to play again. Like zegma Beach would be great too. Um, the lineup looks incredible. I'm bummed I won't be able to make it, but um, I'm definitely gonna be watching the videos. Same, same. Uh, Yeah. Long term goal, like, I think it would be really cool like it's always been a dream to like go to europe and like just like i don't know like explore the world i guess because i feel like my world has been so small here and like having the opportunity to like see really like great bands and like i don't know like rather than like tourism I think it's so much cooler to get like shown like the cool hangout spot by like um like a band member in like um some town like I think it's a lot more personal and I don't really have a ton of money either so like it would have to be incorporated. Yeah, that's definitely not happening anytime soon, but it's like Something we all really want to do one day. We've talked about it.
0: So that's that's the end goal then, eh? touring, like far off and having those experiences.
1: I that would just be so beautiful, like, because like, we only had that one tour, um, but like, I just, it's it was so wonderful. You know, you're, you're just you're make you make so many wonderful friends. Even just going to shows like at New Friends Fest. You make, like, these connections with people, and it, like, I don't know, it's just really special.
0: Oh, I completely agree. That was the Screamo summer camp. I met so many people, yes. including yourself, and it was just so, so much fun. And everyone was totally. so welcoming and warm. It was awesome. Yeah.
1: Like, just, like, you, me, and Shannon standing outside the venue just, like, talking. Like, Yes. It's, like, so cool. Like, you run this podcast, I really, like... Shannon is in a way, but still in bed, one of my favorite bands. And like, you're also both just like really great, nice people and like friendly. And it's just so welcoming, right?
0: <laughs> it's funny you say that. Cause I walked away from that and I was like, man, that's so cool. Like to get sick. And like yeah. with Shannon, like that's nuts. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking nuts. Like it was just, it just blew my mind that I was just, I, I mean, I know everybody's like, we're all just people, but like when you yeah. really like a band or something, it's like, something bigger
1: you oh, know totally I mean?
0: so i was just like oh wow, so crazy you know, and God, what i, I know about... your podcast like what yeah <laughs> nuts
1: and it's like everyone's just like friends like um i don't know i just think it's really cool i guess when you're doing like something that you know is going to limit your audience but you're like i don't care it's what i want to do like those people kind of have to band together to like support each other and like I don't know like help each other stay motivated and go through it and it's just like through meeting people and forming friendships and like sharing music and stuff I don't know
0: I completely understand it's not we're not exactly in the most popular music genre scene so it's like everyone's pretty much immediately friends as soon as you say hi because there's so much in common right oh totally so
1: much to talk about and it's like you'll be you'll be like best friends with the guitar player of your favorite band because it's like there's not a weird divide between like fan and artist it's kind of just like everyone's just figuring it out
0: and we're all fans and who else are you going to talk to about this crap like yeah (laughs) that's that's why i started a podcast (laughs) 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 definitely oh geez well uh Final question. Uh, although this has been such a lovely chat and very different from my usual episodes, I got to say um, I jumped around all over the place, didn't follow format. Uh, it was just like uh, a flowy chat. It was nice.
1: Yeah, it was nice.
0: Um, you got any final shout outs, any plugs, any causes you'd want to speak on? Like anything at all, you know, it is the floor is yours. The mic's yours. And then we will play an outro track which I believe we're playing Sword and Sanctuary. It's such a good song. Oh, thank you. Um,
1: these are some really great bands that I've been listening to. In Case You Leave, Terry Green, Warren of Olms, Basque, Pyre, Indisposed, Widow Dusk, Respire, Sanagi, Closer, Massanera, To Be Gentle, Undermark, Cages, uh, yeah a lot of really great bands thank you so much for having me on the show i'm a huge fan and it's been really wonderful talking with you rob
0: yeah this, this has been super fun like i said uh, completely different from my my normal uh format kind of flew off there just chatting um yeah great great bands great list great chats uh, thank you for listening supporting and thank you so much for coming to talk on the show today i really appreciate it anytime